Welcome to the Mini Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 25. And today's episode is sponsored by the Mapped Out Money YouTube channel. So if you want um, some of the same content that we do here on the podcast, but in video format and sometimes uh, more in depth with screen sharing and things of that nature, you can always check us out on YouTube. In fact, uh, today's episode on the podcast, which is all about profit first and using that system to run your business, we've got um, an episode or we've got a YouTube video all about the profit first system. And then we also have another YouTube video that just came out all about how to use profit first with YNAB. And so uh, if you want to go over there and check out how to actually implement this system in your business, be sure to do that. Just search for Mapped Out Money on YouTube and it will come right up. Like you said, today's episode is all about the profit first system and how you can use that with YNAB. Um, So why don't we start out by just talking about why you would want to use profit first in the first place? Sure. So I first heard about Profit First back in 2017, and uh, maybe for some context. So Profit First is a book and a system that was created by a guy named Mike Michalowicz, and it's more or less just a methodology for managing your business finances or your business budget is really what it comes down to. And so I, I will give some some preference for this episode that um, if you're a freelancer or a contractor who doesn't really have a lot of expenses, but you have irregular income. Uh, We are planning to do an episode on that soon. Um, But this is really going to be more for somebody who is um, running their business that does have some expenses. Maybe it's, it's starting to expand to be more than just them, or it is much larger than just themselves or that kind of thing where they've got sort of more going on financially in their business. They really need their own separate financial budgeting system. And so Profit First is basically a methodology to manage that stuff. And I first heard about it in 2017 because I was still working my full-time job, but my business, you know, which is now mapped out money, um, had started making a decent chunk of money. I think at that point we were maybe doing a thousand dollars a month or something like that. And it was, it was enough money that I sort of realized I didn't know what I was doing, right? I didn't have a good, um, rec, like I didn't have a good system for deciding how much should I be investing into the business to grow it? How much should I be spending to run the business on tools or software, uh, or, you know, any other services or hiring folks? Like I didn't have any good, like recommendations for any of that, or even recommendations for how to pay myself or how much I should withhold for taxes. Like I just didn't have any of that. And a friend of mine uh, recommended this book. And uh, it was, it was extremely life changing to me. And because it gave me this sort of guiding um, structure to finally running my business finances. Um, I think this is so important too, because I think a lot of people, especially now, with like online businesses and all this stuff, there's so many different ways that you can start a business. Totally. And so I think you have even more people who are starting businesses, but who aren't necessarily business minded. You know, they're in it for the craft. Yes. Um, So I think this is a good system to help people who are very much like dedicated to the craft, but aren't necessarily as familiar with the business side of things. The finance business side of it. Yeah. So for me, that, I mean, that's really what it came down to was like, I was really into personal finance and doing that and growing the business, but I just didn't, 
I had no system or structure for actually managing the finances on the business side of it. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, why I first found it and and, uh, and ran to it. The other thing that I think is really important about the Profit First system is it definitely made me feel more secure in the business, like as you were growing it. And when we did make those decisions for like you to step away from your traditional job and then later on down the road for me to step away from my traditional job, like you having run all the business finances through the Profit First system and um, made it where our income was stable like what we paid ourselves was stable, yeah. even if the business revenue varied, like what we were, the money that we were seeing stayed yes. stable. stable. Um, so it definitely made me feel more confident as we were moving forward in things. I think that's one of the big selling points. So, you know, one the the if you could sort of boil down this system into one thing, it would be the name. Like, like Mike is such an amazing brander and marketer. Like the name itself is so brilliant, just profit first. It explains itself. It's catchy. It sounds good. And it does explain the system. The basic idea is that in personal finance, you may have even heard the idea of pay yourself first, right? So you get your paycheck and then pay yourself first, right? The the famous book, The Richest Man in Babylon, is built off this entire concept. Well, Mike just basically took that and applied it to business. So normally in a business, you take your sales or your revenue and then you subtract out all of your expenses, right? Your team members, your tools, your uh, location, your equipment, everything you need to run the business and paying yourself, you subtract all that out. And then the bottom line number, that's your profit. Whatever is left over, that's how much you profited. And basically what Mike does is he just says, no, 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 no. Let's not like forget that. Let's instead take profit first. So we're gonna have our sales and our revenue and then we're gonna subtract out our profit immediately. We're going to take that, whatever it is, 1%, 5%, 10%, whatever profit margin you're trying to aim for, you're going to take that off the top. Then you're going to force yourself to run on what's left over. And uh, there's a lot of pros to that. I mean, one of the one of the big things about this is it forces you to be more creative in your business for how you market it and what you buy and who you hire because you're forcing yourself to live on less and operate on less. Yeah, and I know you've mentioned to me like how it helps, I guess, protect against. I don't know if, if that would be the right wording, but that Parkinson's law yes, idea. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. do you want to kind of expound on that? Yeah, so the, the idea of Parkinson's law is um, basically this uh, this theory, if you will, or, or law, I guess. But it basically just says that work will expand to the time that you allow it. So if you have um, a, a you know an essay that's assigned to you by your English teacher, and they tell you that the essay is due next Friday, guess how long it's going to take you to write that essay? All the way until next Friday, right? Probably Friday morning at 1 a.m. in the morning. Whereas if they said this essay is due uh, in two days from now, you would magically figure out how to do it in two days from now. And so we humans just tend to allow... Um, the resources that are available, we just allow that to expand. So true. All the way. And so this is true for our finances. It's true for our time. It's true for a lot of different areas of our life. And so th the whole system of Profit First is just leveraging that and, and forcing you to run the business on less money because in reality, you probably can. It's just the fact that because the money is available to you, you allow yourself to spend up to that available amount, which means you get to the end of the year and you've not been able to pay yourself that well or you've not been very profitable uh, or, you know, like a lot of small business owners, things are just very unstable. You can't pay yourself on a set salary. 
um, because you've allowed the expenses to sort of balloon to as much as they can go. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that you also talked about how it how it forces you to think about the type of business that you want to run and the size of the business. And um, there was a specific tweet you wanted to talk about, Yeah, let about, me right? pull that up. Um, yeah, so there, there was this tweet uh, from Eric Banholz, this uh, guy that I follow who runs a company called Beard Brand, really cool company, and they make awesome beard products. But he had tweeted um, earlier this year, and I, I just found it. So here's what he said. He said, when building a business, ask yourself which of these businesses would you prefer to own? $4 million revenue with 25% profit, $5 million revenue with 20% profit, $10 million revenue with 10% profit, $20 million revenue with 5% profit. It's the same outcome. There's no right or wrong, but they need different strategies and different management. And so basically, you know, like there are some industries, some companies, some places where inherently high profit margins are possible. So building software is one of those. If you get into the software business, you can inherently like uh, higher profit margins are built into the nature of the company. Whereas if you're in the grocery store business, it is inherently low profit margins. And so this idea of taking profit first and really thinking through your businesses really helps you do that, which is something that most small business owners never think about as they're thinking through like their service-based business, especially um, if they're a small one person to five person team, very rarely do they sit down and think about this idea of, what size business they want to run and what they want their profit margins to look like. Well, I think a lot of people just assume they would want to run the biggest business possible. Yeah. And, you know, and what does that even mean, right? So, the you know, most people talk about sales and revenue. But to, to Eric's point, a $4 million company with 25% profit margin, that's a one per, that's a $1 million profit, which is the exact same as a $20 million company with a 5%, or is that the right math? 5%, yeah. 5% profit margin. Um, it's still a $1 million profit at the end of the year, but it's a very, very different company. Yeah. And I think you've done a really good job of strategically thinking about how you want to grow mapped out money too. Um, and, and thinking about growing through software and different things like that before you jump to hiring somebody else in the business. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, that's really birthed out of, of this exact conversation and like that tweet from Eric of, you know, right now, me and you running this business, we, we do pretty well. Um, and we have friends who are making, who are doing as much revenue as we're doing uh, and, and who've already, you know, started to hire people, even if it's part-time or whatever. And I just feel like, and maybe you feel the same way, but I just feel like we're not yet like as efficient as we could be. Like we're not squeezing everything we could be out of our own systems. Yeah, I totally agree. And then I, I think that there's other ways to scale mapped out money with software automations and tools and paying for some better software that can automate some stuff that's still cheaper than bringing on people. It's not to say that we don't want to hire people. We absolutely do. And we want to expand our team and we, we want to grow. Um, but we want to make sure we're doing that in a really smart, conservative, like thoughtful approach to maintain a high profit margin and not just balloon the sales because we can. Yeah. You don't want to do it prematurely. Yeah. Yeah. Not just, yeah. And, and not balloon the sales, balloon the expenses <laughs> because but, we can. But one of the things that's really, I think helped you keep that in perspective is the profit first totally, system. Totally. And you know, if you're, if you, anybody listening, if you've read anything or pay any attention to the sort of venture backed tech entrepreneur startup space, they're sort of the opposite 
of what this book would be, which is they get these massive paychecks in their seed uh, and in their funding rounds. They get these massive fundings. And then the idea is spend all the money, you know, so that we can grow as quickly as humanly possible. And I think that sometimes they are almost um, hurting themselves because they can get so much money that they don't spend it efficiently or effectively and they're not very creative with their marketing or their approach to just throw money at the problem. And so they don't end up building like a really solid business that can operate. They've sort of got so much money that it hides the underlying problems and they're not found out for years in the making. And then eventually they go under. This is why some of the most um, hyped startups that have had huge, massive rounds of funding over the past decade uh, ended up not actually working out, uh, which is always kind of interesting. This is a little bit of a side note, but I, I think it's kind of interesting that – you know, we've talked about how a lot of people think of budgets as being restrictive, yes. but they actually give you freedom. Totally. And that there's there's freedom within boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's that kind of same idea. When you use, when you have those boundaries, you're going to use your money more efficiently and you're going to, you're going to get more value out yes. of it. It's the exact same thing. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about like why you think Profit First is beneficial? No, I I think we kind of nailed it. Okay. So why don't we talk about how you actually implement Profit First? So if you read the book, Profit First, um, Mike is going to encourage you to open up a bunch of different bank accounts, um, which I did. I basically followed the book to a T for about two years. I vaguely remember you doing that and going through the process of opening all those up. Yeah. And like I understand why he wants you to do it because the whole idea – and you'll see here in a second, the whole idea, right, is that we're going to take whatever money comes in and we're going to funnel it out to these different areas. So you're going to have it funneled to the profit area, the owner's compensation for paying yourself. You'll have it funneled to the taxes for making sure that you pay the IRS. And then you'll have it funneled to the OPEX, or so the operating expenses, which is how you where you actually run the business from. And so what he does is he has you set up these four different or five different accounts, income, profit, owner's comp, taxes, and OPEX. And then he has you set up two additional accounts for savings for profit and taxes. And he tells you to set those up at a different bank altogether so that you force yourself um, to not easily grab that money. And throughout the book, he, he's, an, he's an amazing storyteller. And throughout the book, he weaves in all these ideas about his own story and how many companies he, like, went broke because he was spending all the money and just, like, looking at the bank account balance in order to run the business. And if, if there was money there, he was going to spend it. Right? He was going to invest into that, you know, next thing to help grow the company. And so he sets up all these physical barriers of, like, legitimate real-life physical bank accounts. And then he that, – that other one where he puts the savings money for the IRS and the, uh, the profit, he has it to where he can't even access that bank online where he has to, like, literally go drive to that bank to get money out of it. And he takes all these extreme measures, and I, I honestly think he needed to. And so I think this is um, – if this is appealing to you and you've really struggled with spending money from your business accounts – um, there's a really good argument for having all these separate accounts so that you don't easily dip into them. Uh, and I enjoyed running it that way um, for the for the couple of years that I, I did. Like for most people, though, that sounds like torture. Yes. For, for a lot of people, that sounds like insane. And there's a lot of people who read the book and go like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> for those people, um, you can set up this exact system digitally, right? And so we use YNAB to basically set up all these different areas 
within YNAB, but do it with still only having one business checking, one business savings, and then a business credit card. So you only need those three accounts. Uh, and then you can set up all the systems inside of YNAB itself. Okay. So we know a little bit about how to execute profit first. Um, can you give like a general overview? Sure. So conceptually, <laughs> I want you to walk walk with me here. All of your money is going to come into one area. Mike would call this the income checking account. If you're using something digitally, you just need to have one area to basically capture all the money. And so for us, we use YNAB. And so as we make money, right, YouTube sends us a check for the ads. Uh, we get an affiliate payment from a, a company that we're an affiliate with. Somebody hires me for coaching and they pay us. Somebody joins one of our classes and they pay us. As money comes in, and it comes in on no set basis, right, may come in a bunch in one day or nothing one day. It all goes into one area in YNAB called to be budgeted, and it just sits there. And it sits there until I'm ready to run my quote-unquote profit-first routine. And so I do this on the 1st and the 15th of the month. And basically what I do is I log in, and however much money is in the income holding area, I basically hit that money with our different percentages. And so we, we'll talk, we can talk more about this in a second, but you're going to have a percentage of profit that you take immediately. And you're going to have a percentage of uh, tax money that you set aside immediately. And then you'll have a percentage that you pay yourself, owner's comp, and then you'll have a percentage of um, how much you are allowed to run the business on, your operating expenses. And so if we have however much money we have in the income, I'm going to hit that number with all my different percentages. I'm going to send that money out to the different places, the profit, the taxes, the owner's comp, and the operating expenses. And then I'm going to make sure and like pay myself. I'm going to pay myself from owner's comp. The tax money and the profit is just going to sit there. And then the operating expenses, that's what I'm going to use to run the business. If I'm trying to decide that I want to invest in a new software tool, if I'm trying to decide that I want to hire somebody, if I'm trying to decide that I want to invest in something or pay some bills or try some new marketing thing or buy some class or buy a book, I'm going to do it from the operating money. That's what I have to actually run the business. And so the whole idea, right, going back to that Parkinson's law, is you hold all the income or revenue in one spot, and then twice a month on a set routine, you send that money out to its different places based on percentages that you predetermine, and then you run the business on whatever's in there until your next time to run that process. Okay, so how do you predetermine your your percentages? So Mike's got this, um, this chart in his book. Let me pull it up here. And he basically outlines two different percentages. So you have your TAP, which is T-A-P, that's your target allocation percentage. Basically, that's fancy for what you would like it to be. Okay, so we'd like to be a 10% profit, right? Um, but realistically, you're probably listening to this going like, I'm, I'm not setting aside any money for profit right now. Like, I, I can't just all of a sudden set aside 10%. So the, that, that's what the tap is. It's, it's your target. It's what you would like it to be. And he has a recommended chart in the book. And basically what you do is he's got a, he's got like a, a, a zero to $250,000 in revenue and then a two hundred fifty dollars to $500,000 in revenue and then five hundred dollars to a million, et cetera. He's got these different bands and depending on how much revenue your business makes, you would look at that chart and it would give you a starting point of your taps. So I'll just tell you what like ours are. Uh, let me pull up our map.money taps. So what I did is I used uh, I used that chart to 
um, you know, kind of pick ours at first, and then I adjusted them slightly. So our taps, this is our target allocation percentage. So what we want to be doing is 10% for profit, 50% for owner's compensation. So we pay ourselves half of what the business makes, 18% for taxes, and then 22% for operating expenses. Now, if you're listening to this going like, well, that's crazy. I can't pay myself half of what I make. I have like a business that has a lot of expenses. Like maybe you sell physical products or maybe you, like my dad, build houses for a living. And so you have a lot of expenses associated with that. That That's totally fine. Like yours is going to be different than ours. For us running an online business, we inherently have low costs associated with what we do. And so we're able to pay ourselves a larger percentage of what we make. But that's our tap. We actually don't do that right now. And so that's where the cap comes into play. And this, I, I know it's a lot of language here, but the cap is your current allocation percentage. So tap, target, cap, current. Basically, it's recognizing, okay, I'd like to be at 10% profit, but I, I can't just magically snap my fingers and be setting aside 10% for profit right now. And so you have to start somewhere. So we started, when I first read this book, we started with 1% profit. And then every quarter, I try to adjust that. I look at our budget, see what our revenue is, and if I can go up on our profit and decrease some of our spending, then I do that. And so where we currently stand as of September 2020, our current allocation percentages are 5% for profit, 65% for owner's comp, which means we actually pay ourselves the bulk of what we make because we need to right now to live, 18% for taxes, and then 12% for operating expenses. And so, you know, again, keep in mind, y'all, that with me and Hannah both working in the business, it means that our owner's comp is a little bit skewed because we have two people who both get paid out of owners, whereas if it was like me and an employee instead of me and Hannah, then the owner's comp would be lower and my operating expenses would be higher because I'd have to pay that person out of the operating money, whereas for me and you, we pay ourselves from owner's comp. I like that he incorporates, like, the caps in there, though, because... I don't know. I just think that was smart. Like yeah. if you, if he just laid out, okay, here's the percentages that you should pay yourself. It would feel so unrealistic. That it's I feel so like disheartening. Do it. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I remember even talking to my dad about this. Again, my dad builds houses for a living. It's an inherently lower profit. Like com it's not super low profit, but compared to software, right? Or YouTube videos, it's a lot lower profit margins. Um, and so I remember talking to him about this and he was like, well, you just like, you're just like, oh, I'm going to pay myself 20%. And I was like, well, no, you like, you start with one, you know, and then you work up and he's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. And so it, it definitely can be disheartening. I think if you, you know, just, just saw the taps going like, that's ridiculous. I could never do that. You saying that about YouTube videos and like profit on YouTube videos. It made me think of Mr. Beast. Oh no, totally. I'd love, I'd love to yeah. see a Mr. Beast profit breakdown. Margin. Yeah. Well, for him, his operating expenses are so high just because he gives it all away. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if he was keeping the money, it would be psychotic. He's doing four or 500 million views per month, even at like a basic, I don't even know what's the math on that. So like, even if he was doing uh 10% CPMs, hold on, I gotta do the math, y'all. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Beast is probably doing $5 million just on YouTube ad revenue, not to mention his merch and everything else he has going on per month. So, yeah, he's he's doing all right making his videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so you talked us through, like, the taps and caps. Um, do you want to walk me and our listeners through, like, an example of actually running yeah, the sure. process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's use, like, our mapped out money 
caps. So this is our this is our percentages that you know we're using. And let's pretend that we're going to run this routine. So again, we run this routine twice a month. And so on the first and the um, you know fifteenth. So let's say that over the course of a few weeks, we have ten thousand dollars come into the business, right, through a variety of different things. So it all comes into the business and it sits in our income holding area. And then I log in on the 15th of the month, ready to run my routine. And I'm going to look and say, great, we have $10,000. I need to run that against my percentages. And so for me and Hannah, right from Money, the first thing I'm going to do is take our profit first. And so for this $10,000, I'm going to hit that with 0.5, right, for 5%. And we notice that that's $500. So I'm going to immediately take $500 from our income holding area and move it to our profit. All right. You mean 0.05. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So 5, 5%, 0.05. And so we take $500 from our income holding area and we move it to the profit. Now, again, if you were using real life bank accounts, you would legit make a real transfer in real life from the income account to the profit account. For me and Hannah, we're just using YNAB to facilitate all this. So we move 500 bucks from income to the profit category. Then I'm going to take, I like to do the taxes next because I don't ever want to be late on those. So I'm immediately going to take 18% because that's the number that we kind of found that works well for us. Um, and, and keep in mind, y'all, like this tax number here, I I know that it's off the top gross revenue. We We do it that way because it just makes it easier to run the system. I don't actually pay only 18% of my income. Uh, we have to pay more than that. But because this is off gross, this doesn't account for tax deductions and all that stuff. So you got to kind of play around with this number. Mike gives you a recommendation, and we found that 18% works pretty good for us over the course of the last couple of years. So we take 18%. That's going to be $1,800. I'm going to immediately move that from the income area to the 2020 taxes area. Then I'm going to take our owner's compensation, which for us is 65%. So that's $6,500. Now, that's not exactly what I'm going to pay myself. So just we'll come back to that. But I'm going to take 65% and I'm going to move it to my owner's compensation category. And then the money that's left over, which in our case would be $1,200, that's what I have to operate the business. So I'm going to move that money down to its categories to pay bills, um, all of our software due, like all the software subscriptions that we have, um, all the different things we pay for to actually run the business, to host our website, set money aside to buy new video cameras and different equipment we use. Um, that's what that money is for. And I have to basically figure out a way to run the business on that leftover money. So that's the main process that I'm running twice a month. Now, let me come back to the owner's comp because this is really the crux of everything that I think is the beauty of this. I don't just pay myself however much shows up in owner's compensation. I've done some previous work, kind of even before I run this system, to know roughly or at least guess how much the business is going to make over the course of a year and therefore how much I can pay myself. So we have Hannah and I on a set salary, and we pay ourselves that same amount of money every single month. And so in this scenario, if we legitimately did have the 10000 and $6,500 came and sat in our owner's comp account, it doesn't really matter what that number is. What matters is that we're going to pay ourselves our set salary. And so what would happen is I would pay myself my set salary, and then the money that's left over would just roll over into the next month. And the reason this matters is because the business has ups and downs. A really good example is we just finished launching our money mastery class. 
and our Money Mastery class, we ended up having a great launch. We had um, right out about 50 people join. We're super excited. And uh, it's going to be a super fun September with everybody involved in the class. Well, that's that makes September a really high revenue month for us because we sold 50 tickets to that class. But we won't run this class again until January. And so that means that all the money that came in in September, we are going to make less money in October and November and December than we did in this month. And so all that money needs to sit in the business and sit in its respective areas, in the owner's comp and in the OPEX, so that we can actually afford to still pay ourselves a set salary over the next few months. And this, to me, is the absolute beauty of Profit First and why it's been so game-changing for us, because revenue is all over the map. Uh, I mean, even like, you know, earlier this year, it was kind of scary because uh, with the coronavirus in March, March was one of our worst months in sales and revenue in a long time, um, at least since early early 2019, we hadn't made that that little, and so it was really scary. But luckily, because we've been using the system and setting aside money every single month and consistently like filtering out our money based on these percentages, we were still able to pay our salary, no problem. Uh, and so that to me is is the real power of this system and and how like you still put yourself on a set salary even though the percentages can can vary. For sure. So if I was listening to this podcast, <laughs> I would be feeling a little bit confused. So I want to remind people that there is a YouTube video yes, that's going to walk absolutely. through this in more detail. And there's the original video that's the kind of the classic Profit First method. Mm -hmm. And then there's the more recent video, which is Profit First in YNAB. Yes. And also we have a Profit First method PDF that you can download. Yeah. And it kind of lays out your daily, biweekly, and quarterly routines. Yes. Um, so where can they download that? So if you just go to map.money.com forward slash zero two five, the number, um, you'll be able to download that and, and all the links for everything. So the links to the videos, the links to the book and the links to, um, the, the PDF guide will all be in the episode description here in the podcast player. So if you're a business owner and this sounds helpful to you, Again, the main selling point, like forget all the all the process, forget all that stuff that I said, let your eyes glaze over for a second. The main takeaway is we have consistently used this system to actually build a profitable business where we're putting aside money for savings, we're building for the future, and we pay ourselves regularly. Um, and, and that to me is, is you know, the biggest thing that I see in most small business owners that I work with. They just sort of have to go pull money out of the business whenever their personal life needs bills. So they don't even pay themselves on a set schedule yet. You know, they basically, oh, crap, I need money in my personal life. So they just log into the business and make a transfer. Uh, and they might do that five or six or seven or eight times a month as money comes in. Um, and that's a scary place to be as a business owner. And, yeah, and I think even if you have, even if you have plenty of money totally you feel insecure yes absolutely because you, you don't we have a good handle way. on where things are yes yeah. absolutely like like i was totally that way and, and so um when we started paying ourselves like a regular legit set salary it was like wow this this is awesome yeah <laughs> you know it takes a lot of that unnecessary stress out out of yes, the picture absolutely so um we're we're big fans of the system and uh hopefully this this episode is helpful for you in terms of like thinking through a way to maybe try and finally get a, a handle on your business finances and um like you said this is sort of a tougher topic i think to cover in audio only so definitely check out those youtube videos if this is helpful for you all right are we ready for stuff we like yeah stuff we like 
Okay, what do you like in this week? So, Nick? this week's my turn. Um, this week, I'm really enjoying um, Anthony Pompliano. Uh, it's uh, he runs a, a podcast called the Pomp Podcast. In particular, though, I really. Um, I mean, his podcast is good. Uh, don't get me wrong. I won't take anything away from it. But I really like his Lunch Money episodes, uh, which are mostly on YouTube. And so if you go to um, YouTube, type in Lunch Money with Pomp. It's him and his wife. Uh, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. They do the show together. And it's sort of like hot topics, trends in tech, finance, business, etc. cetera. Uh, and then Anthony talks a lot about Bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrency. And it's something that has a, a negative connotation because of, you know, some of the negative history around scammers and different things that are associated with that space. However... I've been also reading a book called Digital Gold. So uh, Pomp, Anthony Pompliano, he's, he's a big Bitcoin guy. He's a big believer in it. Um, and, uh, and so I've been reading a book called Digital Gold, all about sort of the history of Bitcoin, how it was created, what it was created for, and sort of everything up to about 2015, 2016, um, which is when the book was published. So I'm finding it intriguing and interesting. I'm not running out tomorrow and dumping all of my money into Bitcoin and trying to bet on the future and hit it rich. However... There's a lot of things about cryptocurrency and about the blockchain technology that is very interesting, and um, I can totally understand and see why there's a lot of smart people who think that there's it's going to be a real player in the future. Uh, and so I've been really enjoying learning about it, and maybe one day when I feel more confident about my thoughts on it all, then I'll share those, uh, and we can do an episode on it or something. But for now, it's been super fun just to learn and sort of expose myself to those ideas that I've uh, maybe been somewhat closed off to in the past, and uh, it's been it's been fun to learn more about it. So if, if Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or investing tech business stuff is at all interesting to you, check out Digital Gold and or um, Anthony Pompliano. Okay, you want to do a quick wrap-up of the Profit First method? Yes. So quick wrap-up is that Profit First is a, a way to manage your business finances, and it basically leverages Parkinson's Law, which um, you know essentially forces you to take Profit First, pay yourself first, and then run the business on whatever's left over, which is um, a different way to run your business than most of the, the, the way that people do it. And it forces you to be more creative in the way that you operate your business to actually make sure that you maintain profitability. So it's been very, very helpful for me and Hannah, um, and uh, it, it truly has. Um, I, I would have been very lost with how to run our business finances without this as a, as a guide. So um, if you are a business owner, I really encourage you to check it out, dive into it a little more, and see what it would look like for you to run your own business with this method. So as always, um, thank you so, so, so much for listening. Like we said, um, be sure to check out the episode description for all the links that we mentioned uh, to the YouTube videos, to the PDF guide for Profit First. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.